Welcome to the Web3 Writers Hour, the place where blockchain and writing intersect with writers and readers. The Web3 Writers Hour is brought to you by Vagabond Magazine and published on Apple Podcasts through the Substack app. You can find all the episodes on Apple Podcasts or at Vagabond, V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D dot Substack.com. Our theme music is composed by the amazingly talented Paolo Argento and brought to us courtesy of Pixabay. Find the link in the show notes. GM, GM, this is the Web3 Writers Hour. I am CD Domitio. Hopefully you can all hear me. Hopefully our recording software is working correctly. If not, we can trust the technology from X. Well, hopefully it'll all work out. This is going to be the last Web3 Writers Hour of 2023. We have had an amazing year. Uh, It's been ups and downs and all around. Look around, but mostly, what can we say except friendships, man? And they've been amazing. Like, they've developed further. They've gotten stronger. We've collaborated. We've co-hosted. We've co-written. We have done so much stuff, and I am so stoked to be here with you guys. Edward Carpenter, how are you this morning? I'm still here, CD. I uh, just pulled a, another all-nighter in pursuit of getting this uh, this book out, um, but I'm going to um, at least get the show started with you this morning. Um, uh, maybe dip out a little bit early if people will excuse my absence, um, but uh, hopefully we can talk about some interesting things. Well, your dedication and your presence has been noted again and again. Uh, nobody wakes up. I would not have w- woke up as early as you woke up to be here. So um, if you need to dip out early, I don't think anybody's going to fault you for that. Cryptoversal Books, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good lunchtime. Uh, so happy to be here. So happy to be ending the year with friends and uh, looking forward to increased success and collaboration with everybody. Man, we are so blessed. And not least of our blessings is the fact that we're all friends with and know Riona Morgan. Riona, so glad that you're here always. And wherever you show up is always a brighter place. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm so happy to be here with you all. And I'm so happy that my normal voice is slowly returning. And I just want to echo what Edward and Cryptoversal and you have been saying about how lucky we all feel to be together and how lucky we all feel to be building and creating. And and the year went by so quickly and we have done so many amazing things together. And, and I can't wait for 2024 to do more amazing things together. So thank you all for always being so kind and gracious and welcoming me. And I just, I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> we love it that you love it here. I think uh, I think you uh, bring a lot of light everywhere you go, and I'm so grateful for you. I cannot even express it. Um, and the same goes for you, Edward Carpenter, and the same goes for you, Cryptoversal Books, and the same goes for all of our other friends who are listening, who sometimes are here, sometimes get on stage with us, sometimes join us, and sometimes they just listen. But we feel your vibes. We know you're there. And uh, and we appreciate you. So let's let's start out with the friends who write uh, thing. We uh, we wrapped that up. I think we talked about it a little bit last time. But um, you know, so uh, we did win a prize. We haven't had the prize delivered yet. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to Wanshu and see when that would happen, that'd be fine. But I've been checking the wallet and I've been posting it so you guys can see. Um, and yeah, so what about that? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great um, example of, you know, the power of collaboration in this space. And um, when we uh, do get the reward, you know, I've already kind of you know, mentally bookmarked in my head um, uh, my intention to use that uh, to, you know, move collaboration and um, uh, forward a little bit. I think I did a bit of profit sharing last year around this time. And I think uh, that was through Riedel. And so this, to me, is a, another a chance to do that. Um, and I look forward to, um, to uh, showing everybody what that looks like um, you know, in a month or so, maybe when we uh, get the award and um, have a chance to do something with it. Yeah, I love, I love that you do that, Edward. And, and I love the profit-sharing motive. And um, 
I think uh, I just I want to be really clear about something uh, that I pointed out in our friends that write uh, little DM group, and that's that uh, I am very happy to uh, to use you know use parts of mine to distribute everybody's portion to them so that nobody has to pay gas and everybody gets their their fair share. So the the gas is my little contribution to the friends that write family. Um, and as soon as that comes in, I will get it out to whoever wants to get it or, um, or, you know, whatever, if we decide to do some sort of like a joint project, if some of us do that, that's also a thing. But um, Edward, you have been, you've been much more involved in the Tezos uh, ecosystem. And I've, we've been thinking with, well, I've been thinking and, and, I think others have been thinking that with Vagabond Magazine, maybe that's the way that we should go. Any any warnings or any thoughts on on that or, or any um, cautionary tales or any exuberance that you'd like to share about the Tezos marketplace for publishers? I mean, I guess my biggest exuberance would probably be um, you touched on gas and, and gas, I always thought was a bit prohibitive um, in the Ethereum ecosystem, in the level one, certainly. Um, and so that was one of the big things that, that drew me towards Tezos. I also saw a lot of art being produced by um, people that you know I knew as being good artists, and some of whom you know did very well in Ethereum. Um, uh, my friend Rata in Lit, you know, he had the Degenesis that was collected by Cosmo, and um, I think he had several other uh, you know, interesting pieces that were were quite big hits on Ethereum. Um, but day-to-day, kind of month in, month out, where a lot of his stuff was produced and distributed was actually on Tezos. And I saw people like um, uh, Miss MacD, so Coinseer or Miriam, as some of us know her, um, and she had a lot of visual art and also some poetry that was on um, Tezos. And there was kind of a different model, it seemed to me, with a lot of the people who were on Tezos. And one of the things I'll note is that many of them uh, worked, you know, they, they had stuff in Polygon and Ethereum. Um, but in Tezos, you could produce a very high quality artwork um, and, you know, maybe put eight or 10 of them up as a small edition and sell out um, for, you know, whatever Tezos was worth, which was maybe, you know, five or $10 per piece. But, you know, then you'd have $100 US maybe. Um, and that was much more achievable, both both for many people to collect the art, but also, you know, much easier to kind of do that um, with your, you know, fan base than to, you know, drop a one of one that was a hundred Ethereum and or hundred dollars in Ethereum, and then by the time someone paid gas was maybe twice that. So I think that's what um, originally drew me to it. Um, and I'll uh, go ahead and, and stop there, see if anybody else has experiences or thoughts. Because I think of writings, I believe you've published on there as well. Um, Brianna, I can't remember if you've done it independently. I know a few people who aren't in the room. PJ Way, um, who's been featured in a couple of arts and poetry editions, um, he was actually the one who turned me on to the fact that you could publish a PDF on there. And it was actually a page flippable thing, very much like what you could get with readme books. So. George, I think you got called out, um, but uh, good morning to you, by the way, too. We'd love to have you here. So glad Odd Writings, our friend George is here, a poet laureate of the Web3 space. I would I would say, but maybe others would say it was Sasha Styles or some other person, but I think it's George. Oh, thanks for that. I'm going to I'm gonna minimize my vocalizations because my throat hurts. I, I woke up with a kind of a bad throat uh, thing, so I'm keeping an eye on any potential fever, but I don't, I don't see any as of yet. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I did, uh, publish, uh, quite a few things on Tezos. They have a, a very strong artist community. Um, uh, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of the, the blockchains are good. Uh, you know, that, that minimize gas, uh, Tezos simply has sort of got a, a head start. It seems, uh, with, uh, with, uh, uh, supportive artists, as opposed to people uh, more interested in buying and selling for uh, for monetary gain, um, I don't have data to back that up, but I'm, that's the impression I get. So it's a it's a it's a good system to use. Yeah, I'm a fan of Tezos for that reason as well, for just having 
some creativity to put out and it's just a creative environment. Um, everything everyone said, and especially about George being poet laureate of web three, um, definitely behind. There are lots and lots of poets, you guys, you have to, you got to give more credit to other people than just me. I know, I know you're being silly and fun, but, uh, <laughs> but thank, thank you for that. Anyways. Not being silly, my friend. Actually, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of your poetry. It's not an easy thing, and I actually love what you do. And you know, no disrespect to any of the other poets in Web three, like uh, the, you know Sasha Styles' work, you know Anna Caballero. Like there are so many amazing poets, Katie Dozier. Like there's all these amazing poets. But uh, maybe we can say you're the poet laureate for 2023, if that makes you feel better. That gives you just like a little bit of time to like enjoy it. And then, uh, and then we can select another, or you can select another. We could make that the tradition. The Poet Laureate uh, of Web3 selects the next one. Um, maybe that's a little bit silly, but my my compliments towards your work, definitely not given in silliness, my friend. Riona, I saw your mic go off. You know, you never have to raise your hand or get permission to speak. You can always just speak up. That goes for everybody here. Um, so, Riona, go right ahead. Well, of course, I want to second the motion for George being the Web3 Writers Hour uh, Poet Laureate or Web3 Writers Poet Laureate for 2023. I definitely second the motion. I'm a huge fan as well. And um, Edward, what you were saying about being an object, I, I have I have an account there. I collect a lot of stuff there. I did a couple of little things for Vagabond Magazine, our travel edition. I have not as far as I can recall, published anything literary. I really spend a lot of time on scent. And so I publish more literary things there. And so I just, I, I feel like that um, you mentioned earlier in some of the brainstorming about New Year's resolutions and, and I keep thinking, oh, you know, I'm just going to explore some more and really spend some more time seeing what's out there and seeing the formats and how it can work and what we can do. And, and so, yeah, definitely. I, I really do like objects a lot. So yeah, I, I, I spend a lot of time there. I'm a good collector, but I just need to put some things out there also. Hey, I see yeah. uh, Dylan, Dylan has joined us. Um, he had some trouble, I think connecting, but uh, we've got him up here now. As I'm good. CD, how are you doing today? Nothing but love. Nothing but love. I'm feeling uh, feeling a little scratchy in my throat, but getting over it. Uh, Edward, I did not mean to cut you off. I just wanted to make sure that we had Dylan on the stage. Oh, no, not at all. Um, yeah, the couple of things I thought, um, one was, uh, you know, best practices and, you know, kind of to some extent also earning, you know, earning a living as a writer in Web3. Um, this is probably not for this chat, but uh, maybe early in the next year, we can talk about, you know, where people felt um, you could actually make something for your work. Um, it turns out that, you know, writing contests in Web3 have probably proportionally been a not insignificant um, share of the, um, the amount of uh, money that I've earned in this sphere. Uh, but is publishing on Scent where it's at? Is Tezos where it's at? Is, you know one big Ethereum hit worth more than everything else. Um, that would be, I guess, one just sort of a, a thought question. Um, and then there was something else that occurred to me, but I can't think of it right now. Oh, that's the joy of um, sleepy brains. Um, oh, but maybe maybe the poetry actually is, and that that is what I remembered. Um, so while I think that poetry has done extremely well in Web3, certainly this last year, it's been the, I would say it's almost the preeminent literary art form, um, uh, along with Vagabond Magazine, which again, one of the very few extant uh, long-form magazines in the space. Um, but something that occurs to me is that I have watched a lot of people that I sort of came up with over the last two years who are in the visual arts community. Um, what you would definitely think are small names in comparison uh, to some of the big names that we maybe saw back in you know, late 2019 or early 2020. Um, get picked up for, uh, you know, Art Basel and NFT NYC, and this is for exhibitions. Um, and 
you know, having their visual art exhibited at some of these big shows. Uh, and it occurs to me, I don't know of anybody really except, and I'm not sure if Sasha Styles actually had visual stuff up at NFT NYC. I think, um, uh, who is it? We had one poet who had something in Times Square. But I'm just curious, does anybody else know of, or has anybody submitted their art and, and just didn't get it um, accepted? Or are we just, as a community of literary people, not doing as good a job as we could have of putting our best foot forward when it comes to getting our literary pieces on display um, in some of these big forums. I know that, uh, I know that Sasha has, has uh, Sasha styles. She has done that. Uh, she's had her own, own displays, not only at the, not only at a web three uh, type of get togethers, but also uh, non web three. I mean, she's had in, in so much success that she's been able to, to really use that. Uh, Anna Maria Caballero, also another another uh, poet in in the verse verse. Uh, she's also had her own uh, exhibits exhibits, and I, I believe there's. I'm sure there's others. I want to say, uh, Justin Tag, who goes by Devoid, he may have had one. I'm not. I'm not certain, but um, but yeah, they they the, uh, the the you know the poetry lends itself quite well because you can isolate the poems as individual pieces and so that just lends itself really well to the to the uh, the most of most of the exhibitions i've seen that are poetry are uh, tend to be more experimental so there's a lot of uh words moving and animations and kind of a you know more abstract poetry and that the the bleeding art type of stuff that seems to be uh, more popular yeah, I think there just hasn't been a particular demand for literary NFTs, to be honest. I don't think there's a huge demand, uh, sad to say, for books. I don't think there's a huge demand for um, literature. And, and you're right, Edward. I think that um, when I look at it, what I've won in writing contests actually far outpaces uh, the entire um, monetary amount that Vagabond Magazine or myself have uh, brought in from from like producing and publishing literary work. Um, you know, I did notes from nowhere and published that with Creatokia and all of the profits for that, which were about 50 bucks, uh, got donated to the Maui, Maui fire uh, relief efforts. Um, and so, you know, Vagabond Magazine itself hasn't, you know, I've won an iPad and a, a couple other things in some, in some writing contests and all that stuff really goes further than, than, profits from from actual writing um so dylan go for it and then edward after that just 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 jump in when dylan said um yeah I, I just wanted to jump in and say hilariously enough i too have done better in contests than uh pretty much everything else writing wise combined um but i, I do want to throw something out there um nfts in general are not yet really conceived of as bearer bonds for arbitrary data um they thought of a lot more as pictures and I, I think that poems are uh, maybe a little bit closer to a single image, whereas a novel or a big, you know, long uh, philosophical tome, for example, uh, would, would be more of a, uh, it'd be more like a movie, you know, and, and we're not seeing much with the way of uh, NFT movies yet either. Um, so, so I just wanted to throw out the, I don't know, kind of idea or possibility that people in general, have only sort of begun to really understand what can be an NFT, like in the in the pop culture, in the mainstream. Uh, and maybe the, the revolution so far is images and, and longer form, more complex content, you know, uh, like most literature, um, as compared with poetry, uh, you know, will be maybe adopted in a future wave of, of mass adoption interest from, from people. Yeah, I guess my thought was that um, I think that the kind of the art of displaying um, IRL uh, some of these these works to me, if you had a touch screen, that would lead itself exceptionally well to um, you know paging through an issue of Vagabond magazine that was formatted as you know, in a page flipping format or, you know, the time magazine, um, that was done, I think had Vitalik on the cover. 
uh, or anything that was formatted that way, which is now that excludes a lot of of media. I guess um, think of the book by uh, Neil Strauss, uh, Survival Apocalypse would also work that way. Um, so that's one thing, and you would have to you know do a little bit of work with the whoever was putting on the event to make sure that your artwork was displayed on a touchscreen, and it would need something to kind of cue the viewer to actually flip the first page. Uh, the other thing would be if you created a, you know, a GIF or a uh, .mp4 that, you know, was kind of cued to whatever sort of the slowest um, likely reading speed of your audience might be, to where once they start the screen started, which could be activated on, you know, um, distance to the monitor or it could just be on time. Um, it would start playing the story. Uh, it would lend itself well to things that were had a, um, you know, an audio track, so something that was either an MP4 or that had the backing of the audiobook. And maybe you didn't. Again, you have to think of you know what is the um, the studio or what's the setting like. There's probably going to be uh, some level of noise and some level of attention span. So maybe it wouldn't be an entire philosophical essay. But maybe it could be the thesis statement, or maybe it could be the you know opening chapter of a book with a dot dot dot. Um, if your curiosity is piqued, um, you know, capture this QR code for later, um, or you know even the opening bit of a short story, or the opening bit of a, a very long verse, like a you know Norse saga length poem. So I think that there is a lot of room for that. I just don't think that we've necessarily. You know, it's it's a little harder to set that up, I think, than just to send a GIF or an MP4 um, or a uh, image file that kind of stands visually by itself, and the um, the organizer doesn't have to do too much or think too hard. Edward, um, all of that is so on point, and I, I think about it, and I think like one of the things about Sasha Styles' work is Sasha Styles' work tends to be audio visual, um, so you're looking at it and hearing her, and I think some of the some of the best things that I've seen in terms of the literary space tend to, you know, the stuff that uh, Indefatigable has done with Read Me Books, like his, his, um, some of his like experimental stuff has been really pushing the boundaries of what, you know, literary is. Um, oh, and speaking of that, Cryptoversal, I've been reaching out to you on DMs, but not hearing from you. The, uh, the next issue of Vagabond Magazine comes out in like a couple days, dude. So we need the lit space in there. You were in there for the very first issue of Vagabond Magazine. And I want to make sure that you're in the last issue of Vagabond Magazine. If this is the last issue, but it's definitely the last issue for 2023. We're planning on coming back in March of 2024. But we definitely want to get you in there, man. So get your work in. Uh, sorry about that, TD. I've had my, my nose to the grindstone on a deadline um, that I've been working on. Uh, I've, 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 I've pretty much put blinders on for everything else, but I can get you a couple of pages and a little bit of a, a, a recap of what's going on in the year. Thanks, man. I didn't mean to call you out, you know, publicly. This I was like, oh, he's here. Let's let's bring it out. Um, but we love your work, and we don't want to publish without it. So that's that's all I'm trying to say. Awesome. Well, thank you. I didn't I didn't take it out. I didn't take it as a as a public uh, reprimand, more of a little reminder. Uh, which I needed, frankly. Okay, so moving back, yeah, um, Indefatigable's stuff, like, um, yeah, I mean, he he's done some some spoken word poetry, some literary stuff that actually is, like, read. That, that ties right into what you're saying, Edward, like, being able to, like, put up an NFT and, yeah, not have to have somebody page through it, not have to have, um, I think, to have it on a screen actually going through in in that way. And, you know, one of the things that we've all wished for is being able to integrate more like video and other other embeddables into into the, the page is something that we would love to see more of. I think I mentioned this before, but I uh, I went to a meetup. I was a, a business meetup and I met one of the guys that works on uh, Adobe PDFs. He's like one of the one of the guys that like, um, you know brings new innovations to it. And I asked him about that. I was like, I was like, why can't we, you know, embed like a video into a PDF? And he just said that, that it's something that's possible that, but that, um, Adobe has just decided that it's, it's too space intensive and that the, um, what do they call it? The, uh, when, when people call for help, the help desk aspect of it, 
wouldn't be worth the value that it would bring to readers. That was that was his big point was that it was going to cause more headaches than it was going to bring value uh, from Adobe's point of view. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that, CD, because uh, I, I've been <laughs> intermittently on and off the road trying to fundraise for page stuff for uh you know a long time <laughs> and and basically you know one, one of the things that we've got is that really nice flip flipbook viewer you know that's not a uh that's not a negligible you know asset or whatever technologically speaking and and then there's also um the mask of ganymede which we did uh which the the text actually synced up to the audio uh component which we had professionally created as well um, and, and, you know, really there just wasn't much of an audience for that yet. And, and people look at it and they're like, oh, you know, you had a bunch of mints, but you didn't really make that much money and stuff like that. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. You know, at, at the end of the day, I, I get it. You know, if you're going to make like a big investment, you want to, uh, see return on that and everything. Um, but, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the people who are here, um, in the space, you know, it, it's, it's really fun to see all the different permutations that their ideas take over time as we, uh, you know, continue to kind of grow and evolve and innovate and, you know, just, just move toward, uh, the world where, where there's less friction and where, where it's better to uh, be a writer. Well, I'm going to jump in and say, I definitely agree with what everyone is saying. Of course, I agree with the, with the audio, as far as the visual, um, with the seven love stories, it's coming on a year now, almost from the original mint and that community is just growing and growing. And there's so many things that we're doing with the seven love stories that I never even mentioned. I forget all the time to say something about it because I'm, I, I feel like, um, I, I want to build here with you all and, but I need to bring it back into the fold a little bit and talk, talk a little bit more about it, but I've sent it, um, sent out feelers to different museums, local museums, and as well as the MoMA and the Whitney and different places and have been having conversations and talking about, um, the seven love stories being a, um, like a not not necessarily a permanent display, but the possibility of it being a display and wanting to gift gift the NFT collectibles themselves because there's seven in the collection um, to the different places because it is really unique and it really is I I feel like the first of its kind of that of that venue of that of that medium where there is the audio, the visual, the collaboration with artists, the flash fiction itself, and and uh, that it is on this loop that it will just continually play. And so I just feel like that that, that is, a, is a beautiful representation. And I agree with Edward that we should really do more to spread the word. We all are so amazingly talented. Uh, Cryptoversal, Book, Cryptoversal Books has this new piece out that I have not been able to jump in and, and, and dive into. I, I can't wait to do it. Um, but I just, and so I just think that this next year is just going to be just dynamite of all of the things that we've got um, to share and to help build here in this space and with each other. You know what, uh, Riona, you bring up a good point. I look at everybody who's up on the stage and also authored style. And Jamie B., we don't know you yet, but we're super glad that you're here. And if you do want to come up on the stage, you're more than welcome. This is always a conversation. Uh, so everyone is welcome to participate. But, you know, the things that, that everybody has done here, I mean, Cryptoversal Books work is amazing. Like from Wordler Village to uh, to what he's been doing with the American Justice Project, Edward Carpenter's work, you know, everything from uh, his his Creatokia collaborations to the arts and poetry magazine. We've got Vagabond magazine and, you know, my collaboration with Creatokia and other stuff that I've done with page Dow. We've got page Dow itself and Dylan's worldview ethics project, George's poetry, Riona's like seven love stories. Like this is a space that right now the people that are here are complete innovators in what web three literature 
can be. And, you know, that doesn't mean that any of us are going to find great financial success or renown. But the fact of the matter is that these are people who are really pushing the limits. We are people that are really pushing the limits and exploring everything. And we all deserve a lot of credit for that. And we all deserve a big pat on the back and actually, you know, um, huge financial rewards and fame and renown. Um, (laughs) You know, we don't always get what we deserve. But Riona, thank you so much for saying that. I feel like that needed to be said and it needed to be um, put out. And it's our end of the year episode. So, you know, let's just love a little bit. Yeah, so I guess maybe that ties into um, a couple of uh, thoughts that I had. Um, and the first one uh, was, you know, kind of um, what people's New Year's resolutions in terms of the space um, or maybe other aspects of their writing might be. And then the other thing, two other questions I had was um, whether anybody was involved in the uh, the time pieces, Shop the Space initiative. Had anybody put um, work into that if you had? Could you tell us a little bit more about it um, and uh, whether that was something that was going to result in revenue or just exposure or just a nice gifting opportunity? Um, and then the, the third thing was maybe um, T2. Uh, is that something that we would want to maybe create our own territory in or become part of one of the existing territories? What do we think of that as a space for writers I, you know, I thought it was a pretty clean basically I, I consider it to be like medium for um for web3 although i'm not sure i see quite yet what their um what their profit model is or what their um, value proposition is for the readers so edward to answer your question i can jump in and say that yes i did participate in the timepieces call for submission to share uh, a work to be part of the the shop the like the shop local initiative that timepieces is doing i just shared it up in the in the nest the shop the space and this this piece that i have for sale um on scent is um a portion of the proceeds, probably all of the proceeds and more of the proceeds will go to be um, donated to two charities that I um, generally donate to this time of year. And they're the Save the Children, um, which is a, a international um, charity group for children. And then there's one that's closer to home where I live, the Watson's Children's Shelter. And I love to go uh, Christmas shopping and um, be Mrs. Claus and take things to them and um, wish that I had a house big enough for everyone to be in so that we could all laugh and play and make things and read books and have hot chocolate and, you know, all of these things for, for the children. And, and so, um, that's, that's what I did was I really wanted something to be out there that could possibly be, um, create revenue, but for charitable purposes. So that, that's what I did. Rihanna, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, I just shared that on my timeline and, um, you know, I'm always so proud to be your friend, man. Like I really am. I, I love, I love the, and all of you, that's the truth. Um, I love everything that you guys do and, you know, your views of the world and, you know, you're good people, which is, which is great. The world is filled with good people, but I'm happy to have the good people that I have. Um, okay. So I'm going to say, uh, Edward for, for me, uh, literary, uh, new year's resolutions or, or web three new year's resolutions, I'm going to take a big step back from Web3, I think. Uh, you know, we're going to be publishing Vagabond Magazine quarterly as opposed to nine times a year. Uh, I am very much thinking that um, the, the crypto and the NFT space, I, I want to, you know, disengage from it quite a bit. Uh, not because I don't believe in the beautiful things that can be done, but because I sort of hate all the ugly things that are done in it. You know, the scams, the rug pulls, the like, the constant crying for attention. You know, so many projects are just like, give us your attention, give us your attention, give us your attention, give us your attention, and deliver nothing for that attention except, you know, causing people mental illness, it feels like. So I'm going to be taking a big step back. I'm going to be focusing more on my writing, uh, be making, focusing more on, you know, 
the creativity aspect and much less on the degen aspect, much less on the, um, on the, you know, trying to, trying to hit a home run aspect. What I can hope is that being in the space this early and participating in the space will give me, you know, the opportunity to, to maybe, you know, participate in, in that home run when it comes. I think that's the big thing. But as far as like my day-to-day stuff, I'm, I'm going to be way, way, way disengaging from, from a lot of this stuff. So that's one of my big resolutions. We'll see if I can pull it off and, and do it, you know, because I'm a little addicted to this space too. Yeah, I think I'm actually perhaps the opposite in that um, I'm hoping to uh, do a little bit more uh, with Web3 and writing. Um, the, you know, this this IRL publishing contract is just really eaten just a huge amount of time. But I understand that it's probably going to continue doing you know more of the same as we get into the actual you know pre-publication and then the marketing and all those things. Um, but uh, that said, there's still a lot of things that I want to do, um, both with previously published works and unpublished works and the collaboration stuff. Um, but I, I really do think it's great that you're stepping back a little and reducing the, you know, the frequency, but I suspect um, not at all the quality. In fact, it'll just make it something that's more valued in some way when something's less readily available or maybe people will, will sense the loss in their lives um, or it'll make it easier. You know, you'll have that deadline that's further out on the map um, that you can write or, you know, when you get to, you know, look at a whole quarter's worth of input, um, maybe you'll end up having to be more selective about some of the stories. It may become a more competitive um, thing to get something published in Vagabond um, than it has been in the past. Um, or maybe Vagabond will just grow to expand and, and welcome all the different writers in. I can see it going a lot of different ways. But I also want to congratulate you on forking Baldism. Um, that's a bold move. Um, I do like a good syncretic religion to the extent that I like any religions. Um, so kudos for that. And I look forward to seeing where it goes. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring it up myself, Edward. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but forking baldism feels like the right move. And uh, if you guys are interested, you'll be able to uh, see the full fork of what baldism, uh, the, the second branch, I guess, uh, on December 27th, which it will be when it launches. Uh, you might get some sneak peaks uh along the way like there's a, a few little changes happening here or there but for the most part um you're gonna just have to wait and see but i am stepping away from baldism and bald jesus and uh but i'm not i'm not deleting them i'm not destroying them they remain they remain for the people that love bald jesus for the people that love baldism as it exists from the council of iaea the the, the vigible of 2022 2023 that will all and for those who want to step up and like take over the uh, the handling of the baldism faith, uh, those opportunities exist. So if you're listening to this and you want to be the uh, the high priest of baldism or, or whatever the grand poobah, uh, just let me know because that opportunity is there and the pay doesn't exist. So if you're doing it for money, <laughs> forget about it. But maybe you can find a way to do it. So anyway, that's that's all I'll say about that. But thank you for bringing it up, Edward. I really wasn't going to mention it today, but. Uh, I appreciate your congratulations on it. And I feel like this is going in a very, very good direction. So uh, again, appreciation, but let's hear some other people's resolutions. I'll go. I, uh, I, I resolved to, uh, to, to step back up. I, I had kind of stepped back a little bit, uh, earlier this year. Um, you know, just, just the, the trouble with the markets and everything, uh, kind of forced my hand there. And, and so I've been a lot less Web3 sort of oriented for maybe six or eight months uh, going back. And, you know, ne- next year, I, I think I'm going to be able to step uh, maybe not completely in full time the way I was uh, last year and the year before. Um, but maybe maybe something more like a 40 hour ish type of full time thing. Uh, I, I should be uh, hearing back soon about whether I'm going to be starting a Ph.D. program to study neuroscience next year. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, we've got the uh, we've got the page token uh, PR that, that went live on Osmosis yesterday, and uh, so so we're going to be getting the the initial L, uh, liquidity pool um, set up there so that people can uh, low cost uh, trade page tokens. 
Um, and, and, you know, really it'll just get us a, a big friction-free environment on which to build um, in the cosmos coming up. So if you're uh, listening to this and you don't have a Kepler wallet, that's one thing you can do today to get ready for uh, the year 2024 um, in page. It's going to be my big focus. It's amazing. I love hearing that, Dylan. I love hearing that. Um, I know 2023 was rough. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that 2024 is already uh, optimistically looking brighter. Doro, so glad to have you up on the stage, man. Welcome and um, happy new year. Happy end of the year. Happy holidays. Hey, man. Uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's always cool to hang out with you guys. Okay, who's next? Cryptoversal, let's hear from you. Riona, odd writing. All right, yeah. So I, I've been thinking um, 2022 was sort of my year to peek in, take a look around, figure out what's going on. 2023 has been a year of building foundations, collaborations, figuring out you know what can be built upon. Um, I'd like to think that 2024 will be a year of actually putting up some scaffolding, putting, putting things onto the foundation, uh, reaching out across the, the Web 3, Web 2 divide, um, and, and just, just expanding exponentially on things. Uh, and, and, and hopefully, uh, in all the collaborations with PageDAO and with Vagabond Magazine and Baldism and everything else we have going, um, just everything can be can be uplifted and built upon. Um, these these the early foundations, the early days, are behind us, and it's given us experience, and it's given us um, a foot in a, a, a foot in the door, and 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 credibility in the space. Uh, and then the question is, what do we do? What do we do with that? So that's that's twenty twenty four for me. I, I'm going to echo that exactly, exactly, exactly. The the I, I really sort of, I feel like I traveled a similar trajectory to Cryptoversal. 2022 was really, what is going on and how does this work and what can I do? And then 2023 was really a build, a create, a, a dream, a figure out what, what we could do. And then 2024, I... We, just going to zoom, you know, there's so many amazing experiences to be had. And I love, love being part of Agbon magazine. And I really feel like that, that the, the transitions and the evolutions that it is making is really going to be powerful. And I love, love, love being part of page Dow. And I feel the exact same thing about that, that it is just going to be a dynamite place and it's just going to be a lovely place for writers. And, and, uh, then as far as Whitney Morgan media, the, the, my publishing company, it is, it is, you know, I've sort of been kind of dragging my heels a little bit, sort of waiting for 2024 so that I can just press the go button. And there's so many people who've reached out to me who are really interested and really excited about being able to publish, uh, traditionally, but then also have the bridge to Web3. And I just, that's so exciting. And and I've done a couple of test cases. I have another book coming out in the um, Celtic Wheel of the Year series, my, my test case, use case uh, series where I'm publishing through Whitney Morgan Media and utilizing pieces of Web3 to bridge, um, to merge, to blend the two. And so it's going so well. And the, and the response is so powerful and so wonderful. I just can't, I can't wait to other authors who come and are like, I want to do that. I can't wait to be able to help them and show them and, and share them, share with them how this is all working. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's going to be a huge focus of mine and pulling just people into Web3 and by inviting them and saying, look at all the things that you can do and look how you can build your own career. Look how you can build your own future. Look how you can build your own voice and be your own champion. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> so thank you very much. And, and I just, if I don't get to come back up for any period or any length of time before we wrap up this space, I just want to say, um, and I know I tell you guys this all the time, how much I love you and how important you are to me. And I just, I just want to reiterate that. I love you all so much. You are such an amazing facet of my life. And I'm so incredibly grateful for every single one of you. So thank you. 
Thanks, Rihanna. That's that's wonderful to hear. It, it's you know we I think we all uh, we all were expecting a, a great love from you, and and uh, you never failed. You never you never failed to uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think straight right now. Perhaps perhaps fever is kicking in. I don't know. But uh, uh, my 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 uh, my goals for this coming year are very similar to uh, Riona's uh, about mixing the Web two and the Web three worlds. Um, I've got a, my next book's coming out in, in uh, probably April. I may spread it out some, but I'm going to try to mix in some NFT animations and links to those from within the physical pages of the book using the QR codes. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this in the meeting yesterday where this, this will be a way of avoiding some of Amazon's uh, restrictions on putting uh, direct links of, to NFT marketplaces within, uh, within their pages. Um, but essentially, just just basically doing what what I what I continue to do. It just kind of I'm, I I seem to be going into that direction and trying different strategies of mixing the two worlds as opposed to trying to do everything in Web three or everything in Web two. I want to I want to tie the two together. So that's where I'm at. Well, I'm pretty happy to hear all that. Touched and loving it, and uh, I'm I'm happy that I'm the only one taking a step back. Uh, you know, and it's funny I think about it, and it's like. I don't even think of scent as being web three. So uh, I'll still be using scent and, and, you know, I'll still be here doing spaces and, and everything else. So uh, me taking a step back probably is a lot of the stuff that you guys don't see. Um, a lot of the stuff that you do see, uh, I'll probably still be present for, but we got about 10 minutes left. Uh, I wonder maybe we can, uh, everybody just pull up something short that you've written, anything short that you've written and you can share that uh, as a part of our our reader writer web three thing. I'm going to read you the first, uh, the first couple stanzas of the, the Bible. That's the baldism, uh, Holy Bible, just because it still cracks me up. I still love it. So I'm going to read this in a dramatic voice and, uh, it won't be long. It'll be less than, you know, 20, 30 seconds or something. In the beginning, there was nothing, no light, no matter, no hair, the universe was bald, and from nothing came something, and from something came something else, until there were all kinds of things. In the same way, there was no blockchain. Then there was Bitcoin. Then there were meme coins. And then there were all kinds of other coins and tokens and NFTs. And from nothing came something. Then came something else. The past is a chain that binds the reality of the present and leads to an uncertain future. No one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. No one knows who or what the universe is. We know that Satoshi Nakamoto existed in some form because there is Bitcoin and a universe of blockchain. We know that the universe exists in some form because there and everything in it. The universe is. Blockchain is. The universe is a blockchain. The universe is a cryptographer. And that, that concludes my dramatic reading of the first opening uh, Genesis block of the holy bajible whoever's next go ahead and just throw your mic open i guess maybe i'll jump on and uh and, and be next i'm still looking for the thing that i'm gonna write, uh read um it's a, a short story that was written back in 2020 it's a really short story um i think i think it's maybe one paragraph or maybe like three paragraphs long and it was published in uh, in Bring Back Satire, um, which was the first book that I ever published uh, to the Ethereum blockchain all the way back in January 2021. Uh, and we used uh, we used Cargo for that. So, so that's kind of uh, some some ancient, ancient history. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm still looking for it. If somebody else is uh, is ready, then. Yeah, Dylan, while you're while you're looking for that. Uh, what I can do is uh, there's a, normally the palindrome poems are too, you know, they're, they're kind of too long, but I, I do have uh, two shorter ones. Uh, they're the only two palind uh, word unit palindrome poems I've written that are also sonnets. And so I'm going to read one, which is called AI Agaia. In other words, A, you know, the letters AI and then A-G-A-I-A. -A. So, you know, the title itself is a, a unit letter palindrome, but that's just kind of, just to be goofy, but, uh, so anyways, uh, I guess I'll read this. You, 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 some of you may have already seen it. Um, <clears throat> knowledge, all of body, 
college, city of dreaming spires, traveled chest shoddy, age of discovery seeming, tires tread, board above, stage reaches decks below, flow waters, locks, love, love locks, waters flow below decks, reaching stage above board, tread tires, seeming discovery of age, shoddy chest, traveled, spires, dreaming of city college, body of all knowledge. And I, I know that sounds kind of weird because there's a lot of, there's a lot of like convoluted phrases and things. Uh, the, uh, the city of, uh, city college is basically a British term, uh, meaning the place where they used to hang people. I think it was Tiburn tree or whatever. They'd say you go to, you go to city college. And so there's a reference here to dying. And there's a reference to uh, having knowledge at the beginning. So as you're growing up, you kind of have, you know, education. And then by the end of it, you end up dying. And so there's kind of a, a logic to it, but it's very convoluted, right? In order to make all the, the goofiness work. But uh, the good thing is that it's short enough that I can just read it. <laughs> so so that's that's it. So leave time for, for someone else now. All right. Well, that was fantastic. I'll, I'll jump on right quick uh, with Jennifer. I was feeling anxious when I arrived at the church where the man had been stabbed to death the week before, not because I was afraid he might somehow come back as a ghost and haunt me or because I thought someone else would decide the place was as good as any place to stab a random stranger to death, but because I knew Jennifer was going to meet me there. A beautiful woman, Jennifer had capitalized on what she'd inherited from her parents. She had worked out toning and tanning and organizing and sculpting until there was little objection anyone could voice as to the shape of her body. Her face was so pretty nobody would have wanted to, but she went to the gym four times per week to make sure they couldn't if they decided to in the future. As I sauntered up to the front door, she popped out of her hiding spot just inside, scaring me a little. I jumped backwards, surprised, forgetting for the moment I'd just been coming up the concrete stairs outside of the building, the ones that led down to the street. As I slid, bounced, rolled down the stairs, I hurt myself in a dozen places, but I decided to bounce back up the second I remembered she would be watching, hurt and confused at the no-doubt unexpected outcome of her little prank. I tried to get up but couldn't. I just lay there, a pool of blood forming around me as Jennifer shrieked for help and shouted my name at me. She wanted me to get up, to have fun with her. To Jennifer, the only thing that really mattered was fun. Accidents had happened before, like the DWI or her syphilis infection or her accidental vote for Donald Trump. She was sorry about all of those things. Suddenly, I was in a hospital. I felt much better in terms of pain. And as I looked around the room, I didn't see anyone else there. I felt a little bit saddened by the fact, but as I moved my arms and legs around, it seemed like they didn't work quite right. I touched my face and was surprised to find a substantial growth of beard there. At last, a nurse walked by. I was able to ask her the date. It had been two months since the accident, and I could tell by her response that this was not the first time I'd had that question of her. I felt confused, overwhelmed by all of this, but the energy seemed to sap away. I went back to sleep, dreaming of beautiful Jennifer. Bravo, Dylan. Bravo. And George, I loved yours. Um, you guys, I, I'm always so awed by the talent that you guys throw out here. Riona, do you have something for us? I do. I, I'm just, my mouth is just like wide open with the, with George's and, and, and Dylan. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you guys, goodness gracious. Um, so for mine, I jumped back to something that we I wrote for T2, um, from the journal of a murderer. Um, and it's, um, entry number six. I was so giddy. I was so giddy when I found them. So absolutely giddy. I can't wait to tell you. She told me what to do, but she never said how. So I got to figure that out, and boy, did I ever. I had planned it all, every last detail down to the last second, but I couldn't find the very pieces I needed. I bought them as a set years ago at some antique store in Italy or something. That doesn't matter. What matters is that I found them. I scoured my appointment apartment. I took everything out of every closet. I looked under every bed and every cupboard, and I even took every single book from my shelves. And there they were, tucked in the back behind one of my old dictionaries like a treasure. They are a treasure. They so are. 
I love how they sparkle in the light, how they create rainbows when they're turned one way and the other. So beautiful, so perfect for the job. I'd been talking to her for weeks up to the day. I sent her the blue dress to wear and the jewels to put in her hair. I arranged for us to meet and take a carriage after dinner. So many little touches went into this one. The music at dinner, the dancing, the beautiful night beneath the stars. I even did something I had never done before. I went ahead to the site days before that night to get it ready. I wanted everything to be perfect for her, and it was. Everything was ready when I laid her down quietly and quickly on the blanket, there deep in the woods beneath the night, beneath a sky full of stars. I placed her hands so peacefully and sweet. I had to trim her feet just a little so they would fit, but in the end I was so happy. There she will be for all eternity, like a princess, like a queen, warm in her blanket, the music from our dance playing in her head, and her small glass slippers shimmering in the moonlight. Rob, oh, I want to snap. Edward, uh, we got you back. Uh, do you have something that you'd like to share with us to close us out? Yes, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Okay, I'll just do, I think the last two minutes, I can probably do this very, very short story. I crouched there on the rooftop, staring at him while the rain spat down, as it did almost constantly in this city, on this planet. The man lay just there, propped up against a weathered plinth, staring back at me in shock and confusion. I was seized with a sudden ennui and urged to try to explain what I'd just done, what my body was doing. I spoke. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Recalling my odyssey a mere four years, yet packed with such visions, such violence, such love and loss and yearning for more. As I spoke, I knew that my current journey, that road ahead, did not involve a return. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. My words came slowly, but my mind was spinning fast, remembering everything. Falling away into the Oberth, the OEF cruiser coming into view, moving into firing range. Impact. Weightlessness, cold. Lying on an examination table and orderly staring down at me like I was some kind of an alien. Smiling up in an attempt to set them at ease. Sometimes it worked. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. I traced the vision of the lances with the organ of my inner eye and the rib of memory as in the corner of my mind the counter ticked down, 46 seconds remaining. Another lost ship, another lost battle. They were always lost by someone, but... That time, someone else did the losing. Someone like me, N6MAA something. All those moments will be lost in time. 25 seconds, loss inevitable. Time, a constant. And each of our waves, lives a wave, growing, cresting, breaking. Waves can be like that, then the moment passes, liquid melts into more liquid in time. That if it never happened, our fragile bodies and minds returned to the stuff of which we were made? These were the questions that I need more time to parse. These were the moments that will be lost in time. Like tears in the rain. 17 seconds. The night sky fell in wet drops of black, blue and gray, mixed with the flickering neon advertisement for some media storage products. Time to die. I heard, as if from a great distance, the rumble of thunder. My soul took flight. Edward, I've read it. <laughs> Having you read it is so much better. It was amazing. Well, I think you'll like what I do with it in the next year. There's a, there's a project in work that um, will take this to a, another level, I hope. Uh, I can't wait to see what everybody produces in the next year, all the things that happen. For now, let's just say happy holidays to everybody, no matter what holidays you're celebrating at the end of December 2023. We hope they're happy, joyous, filled with love. And speaking of love, we have a tradition here at the Web3 Writers Hour. Um, at the end of the show, everybody opens up their mic and we say the word aloha, which means hello, goodbye, plus importantly, it means love, and all breathe the same air. So at the count of three, let's all open up our mics and close out 2023 with a big aloha. Aloha.
One, two, three. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.